As we know, to end up financially free, there is a purpose to doing that. It's either going to be you want more time in your life, you want more money in your life, you want more meaning in your life, freedom or lifestyle. They're pretty much the big ones as to why people want to become property investors. Welcome to the Urban Property Investor. I'm your host, Sam Saggers, here to help you crack the code of real estate wealth. Tell you what, welcome back to the man cave. Yes, I'm still hiding under the house in my man cave from gospodars of the neighborhood. Perth and Homers are renovating the entire street. And I'll tell you what, I am ducking for cover down here, trying to keep my sanity going. And of course, knock out this podcast so we can crack the code of real estate wealth together. In fact, my man cave has really been the inspiration for this show. My man cave, if you're not watching on YouTube, it's like a typical man cave. It's full of weird man stuff. It's got bottles of wine. It's got uh, broken beer bottles. It's got memorabilia from yesteryear. Today's show is about mastering something. And for me, my mastery is that of real estate. And I think the idea of mastering something needs to be discussed because real estate is a bit of a slow burn. For most people, it is quite a long relationship. Like any relationship, if it's going to last for a very long time, you need to create a little bit of uh, rules and ideas around the relationship so it fundamentally works. So tell you what, today's show is brought to you by virtue of a school report back from the 12th of May, 1993. On that day, I played a game of rugby union between Balmain High and my school, which was Hunnis Hill High. That day, there was an incident which fundamentally started my journey of trying to master this thing called real estate. On that infamous day, I fundamentally swore at a referee and was sent from the field. In fact, in my man cave here, I've got the actual alleged report, a report which was sent to my parents from the then principal of Hunters Hill High, Mr. Cooper. Here's what the letter says. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Saggers, please find attached a copy of the coach's report on incidents which are alleged to have taken place during a rugby union game between Hunters Hill High and Balmain High. I must admit I'm totally shocked at the contents of the report and as such the behaviour, language and actions will not be tolerated at this school. I've decided to endorse the coach's decision to remove Sam from the team. He will not again represent Hunters Hill High School in Rugby Union or furthermore any other sport whatsoever. I suggest Sam takes his time to undertake a study on Tuesdays to assist in his preparation for HSC rather than play sport. Looking forward to your response. So what happened on that day? Well, uh, this is what allegedly happened. First of all, before I read you this, as you know from my money shame incident, as you know, I was Chernobyl boy. And as Chernobyl boy, I was a juvenile delinquent. 
So please don't hold this against you. I would never do this in uh, today's world. I'd never swear at a referee, but this is what fundamentally happened. Prior to the match, Sam Sager was taken aside and instructed not to swear during the game. During the first half, Sam swore at the referee's decision and was penalised. During the second half, Sam swore at the referee's decision and was penalised. Sam then continued to abuse the referee, calling him a fucking idiot. The referee instructed Sam to leave the field and Sam turned around and continued to hurl abuse, including rude gestures. So yes, that did take place. And again, I was a delinquent, so please forgive me. But I will add that referee was a bit of a cheat, to be, to be brutally fair. I think he went to Balmain High School and we were absolutely robbed from memory. I think it was... Um, it was, uh, it, it was a dirty decision. That guy saw uh, what happened in that scrum, and I won't get into it any further. I'm still bitter. But without question, it has allowed me to talk to you today about real estate. That moment, that single moment, absolutely changed my life because I had my Tuesdays back. And as I've discussed in past podcasts, I did all sorts of things on that Tuesday. I made love to women. I... Um, smoke weed, but I also got involved with real estate. And my first job in real estate was actually a letterbox delivery boy. You know how you get that weird paraphernalia from real estate agents in your letterbox? Well, um, back in the day, I was the uh, child slave who delivered those letters and paraphernalia to your letterbox. The fridge magnet, I was delivering it. And that really did spark my uh, first real, I guess, curiosity around real estate. I'd surrounded myself with people who were real estate um, uh, billionaires um, outside of school. And a lot of them were sort of like trying to help me go in this direction, which was all about real estate. So lo and behold, that rugby union match actually changed my life. That dirty referee, if he was a clean referee, perhaps I wouldn't even be in real estate. So today I speak to you as an author on real estate. I've authored five books. Uh, I've spoken on urbanity and real estate. I've even done guest lectures at the University of Sydney on uh, urbanity, on behavioral economics, and also uh, real estate. And of course, I am a investor. And that is certainly something I'm probably most proud of in my life. However, I think for many property investors, the idea of mastering property investment is, is something that's on their wish list. And I thought today, why not go over what it actually takes to end up 20 years from now in a place where perhaps you might be doing your own podcast on real estate or talking on uh, property or helping other people or sharing information. Being part of my journey today is simply sharing information on real estate so I can help others, right? And I think the first thing we all need to consider with real estate, the goal of property investment is not actually to win. It's to outlast. And this is the hardest part about real estate is real estate is a very slow-burning vehicle. And to crack the code of kind of mastering something, 
you've got to be willing to go the distance. Real estate is all about going the distance. It's all about outlasting other people so you end up in a place where you have no debt and you are financially free. Remember, the average loan out there is like a 30-year loan term. So you've got a bucket load of time to be part of the real estate community if you're going to use real estate as an investment vehicle. And I think there's some great like books on understanding how to master things. One of my favorite is like, uh, it's called Drive by Daniel Pink. And it, and it really does highlight what drives us as human beings, that we're driven if we can take charge and be autonomous of something. We're driven if we know we are passionate about something and, and we can uh, flow on and try and master that passion. And we're also driven if we understand our purpose and the purpose of doing something. And I think we can learn a lot from those really three uh, sections, autonomy, mastery, and purpose, particularly as a property investor. You know, I think uh, when it comes to being an autonomous investor, a lot of people struggle. A lot of people wouldn't know a good deal from a bad deal. They wouldn't know a sustainable deal from a less sustainable deal. They probably don't know when to walk away from a deal when it's too good to be true. And people certainly, I don't think, have the skill to be autonomous around making money using other people's money. Autonomy takes time. And it really is something that I think as a property investor, a lot of people need to harness. Now, I've been going for like, I don't know, 27 years or something in the real estate field. You know, my first job in real estate was as a property manager. Um, around age 18, I, I literally got into that field um, and I did a diploma in, in real estate back then. You did diplomas um, and... You know, I loved real estate, but my experience in early real estate is, you know, real estate agents do not own real estate. And in the offices I worked at in my early days, I was not inspired because fundamentally most real estate agents are kind of broke, right? And they um, have all the swagger, but actually no assets, um, nothing to show for their time in the real estate community. And I say that with the greatest love and respect. Um, everyone's on their own course and their own journey. But for me, I had to go into a place where I was building an investment dream. And I didn't find that working at the traditional businesses in Australia that offered um, communities around just normal real estate. So I actually ended up becoming one of Australia's first ever buyer's agents. Um, there were certainly some, some old dogs around way before me, but uh, back um, 20 years ago, I, I fundamentally started getting paid to find people deals. And really, my experience of becoming an autonomous investor has actually, well, is actually linked to that game of rugby union. I've been working at it for that long. So I can fundamentally go and find money in the market using other people's money. I know, you know, good deals. I know bad deals. All of this is this idea of trying to master something. 
Autonomy takes time. And my tips around that is to, you know, watch your heart because sometimes your heart makes some passionate decisions, but actually you should be listening to your head. I think a lot of people are unable to reach an autonomous state as a property investor because they fail to plan. I think a lot of people fail to reach an autonomous state where they can look after themselves in the property market because they skimp. They don't believe in education. They uh, won't pay for advice. They won't um, find a village or a tribe that is linked to what their objectives are. And again, this this is all about getting to this this place, right? And I think it's so critical that investors start to go, well, the first part of my journey of being a great property investor to eventually end up on passive income, to not live at Lake Weirdo, to end up with literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash flow is to train on autonomy, autonomy. And autonomy is learning skills. It's learning to do it yourself. However, to learn to do it yourself, I would encourage people to join a peer group to help stimulate learning to do it yourself. And again, I think there's so many hidden traps in the real estate marketplace and people have way too short an experience or never actually end up building a property portfolio at all other than maybe one or two properties because they don't know their numbers. They don't know how to be autonomous and they're not prepared to pay or value other people's skill in that space. If you want to end up financially free, you've got to think about how to become an autonomous investor. For me, to become an autonomous investor, it took me about 15 years, starting from that rugby union match. I had to do courses. I had to hang around with people who understood real estate. I had to learn fundamentally a trade to end up in a place where today, really at a glance, I can almost tell if a property is good, bad or indifferent. And a lot of people obviously don't carry that skill set because they're not investing in reaching autonomy. As we know, to end up financially free, there is a purpose to doing that. It's either going to be you want more time in your life, you want more money in your life, you want more meaning in your life, freedom or lifestyle. They're pretty much the big ones as to why people want to become property investors. Again, the first section of mastering this thing called real estate, in my view, is learning the basic skills to float around the real estate market by yourself. If you don't know how to do a cash flow, if you do not know how to do a feasibility, if you don't know how to read town planning reports, if you devalue people because of, uh, of price um, or expertise um, and you try and run off and do this stuff by yourself, I guarantee you real estate is not like Bitcoin. It is not like the share market. It is designed for the long, her, long haul. You are designed, if you become a property inv- investor, to outlast not win. It's a big, big statement, I know. And I'm going to talk to you 
why outlasting is way more important than winning on a quick deal. Now, if you look at the idea of mastering something, there is generally three parts to that puzzle as well. The first part is mindset. The second part is pain, being able to master pain. And the third part is being able to master what we call an infinite game, a game that fundamentally never ends. And probably the most grueling part of being a great property investor is the game never ends. I could wake up tomorrow morning and one of my properties could be on fire. I could wake up and my tenants have left and absconded from paying rent. Um, Real estate is a lot of moving parts. It's plumbing problems. It's dealing with tax agents. It's dealing with property managers. It's dealing with finance brokers. The instant gratification asset classes, for me, do not need as much mastery. Bitcoin is an instant gratification asset. You can buy it today and sell it tomorrow. Instantly, you can be satisfied or challenged. It's it's an instant thing. And I think, like, we're all seeing the kids on TikTok basically claiming to be billionaires off, uh, off Bitcoin to get likes, right? It's all bullshit. Fundamentally, it's an instant gratification sport. And again, you could look at gold. It's instant gratification. You go to a bullion bank and buy some gold, pretty instant. You could go to the share market and choose some shares today. I just bought some shares this morning. Instant gratification. Who knows what will happen? It's fundamentally not something that really uh, requires a lot of mastery to go the distance. Certainly people do master the share market and there's great share, uh, share brokers out there that have certainly mastered their art. But the point I'm trying to make is you don't have to own this stuff for a long period of time. You can trade in and trade out. Real estate really isn't designed to be traded in and traded out in a day or two or six weeks or 12 weeks. It is actually designed to be held a very long time. And I think a lot of people struggle to do that. They struggle to master, obviously, the idea of being autonomous to look after themselves in the real estate community. And they need a team. They do need a team. They need a great finance broker. They need a great property manager. They need a great coach, a great uh, financial planner, a great accountant to sort of help them get through this autonomous state, right? And then we end up in a place where we now own the asset and we're like, wow, I've got to now wait 30 years to this thing's paid off. And there's some great statistics floating around um, and I call this statistic the burning down the house statistic because uh, if you own a property less than six years, according to CoreLogic, you're going to lose money. You're just going to lose money. If you buy a property and you go four years in and you decide to sell it, the odds are more likely you're going to lose money. And again, when I see people tap out within six years of investing, I understand that they are not mastering this thing called real estate. For the most part, something's probably happened in their life 
which has upset their mindset as to why they're getting out of a real estate deal. Real estate is designed for the longer term and we know a cycle can go for 12, 15 years, sometimes even 18 years. And during that time, we have to autonomously make our way through this crazy thing called property, depreciation reports, putting rents up. Real estate is a constant series of small wins and negotiations. And I think, obviously, to deal with the mindset part, you've got to have a winning story in your head. You've got to control your state. You've got to have a strategy in your head as to why you're actually even a property investor. And more importantly, you need to develop the skills to be an autonomous investor. And that just simply takes time. I think a lot of people just value being really busy over working on themselves. And this is why they crash and burn as property investors. Not everyone who buys a property is buying the winning ticket. That is the truth of real estate investment. And again, I think in the age of technology, the age of education, there really is no excuse to implement that you probably are not ready to play in the real estate marketplace unless you grab a team to do it with you. There is nothing wrong with that. That is very normal. When I started as a buyer's agent, you know, I had to develop a team. I had to learn how to deal with solicitors. I had to deal with how to read contracts. I had to understand, you know, what a good property is and a bad property. And again, I just think like in the age of information, there is really no excuse to, uh, to, to not give this a go, right? And obviously, I facilitate an education business which helps people become autonomous property investors. And I want people to know, you know, they are enough, they know enough, they have enough in the Western world, really is time to give this a bit of go. And I don't think it's uh, good enough to not get involved in the real estate market in 2021. It is a dream come true, to be brutally honest. The real estate market is it's going gangbusters. So I think, you know, the only thing preventing you from getting into the market is you. And the way you play the market is, is fundamentally a big decision now, right? Do you end up in a place where you buy what I would call a pain property? A property where you think you know what you're doing, but you actually end up with a piece of real estate that is subpar. And as the market will correct in the next few years, you just may end up choosing the wrong asset, right? So again, if you don't feel like you're autonomously capable of working through the marketplace, then you probably need to engage some professionals to give you a bit of hand, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You know, people, I guess, always have a bit of a plan in the back of their mind until they get punched in the face. And this is the great Mike Tyson quote, right? That uh, to master something, we actually have to master pain. And I can tell you uh, unfair things are going to happen to you to get to this end game during your real estate ownership. Things are, uh, are fundamentally going to go wrong and I will uh, tell you, just don't give up, right? Think of people who go to the gym 
you know, so many people go to the gym and then they buy the gym membership and then two months in, they've they've given up, right? They won't even go back to the gym. They can't handle the pain because the real truth is pain fundamentally will never end. And I think pain is an indication of your future. If you can go through pain with things, you're going to end up in a place which is absolutely awesome, right? And I think pain is just more important because the reality is extinction into the future is an option which just sounds even worse than going through the pain of trying to master this thing called real estate. Now, I always teach people, you've got to work out your maths, right? And I want to give you an easy version to understand this. If you've got an income that you love living off, let's say that's $100,000. Every year you want to spend $100,000 for the rest of your life. Now times that 100000 by 20. You'll obviously get the number $2 million. So if you want $100,000 in your life every year, you need $2 million worth of real estate paid off producing income. Plus, you probably want your own house to live in as well. So you might need $3 million worth of real estate. To get $3 million worth of real estate, that might mean you need four or five properties. Hence why I teach the five properties, five cities plan. Because that is going to require a real, real effort to get to. And again, only 1% of people end up getting there. And as we know, the real estate market can take 15 years to mature. So during that time, your confidence, your ability to sometimes process what is going on, um, all of the influences which happen in the marketplace come and meddle with you. Government meddles with you. They're changing stuff all the time. Remember Bill Shorten's negative gearing uh, campaign? I mean, that was going to cause havoc in the real estate market. People, um, again, you know, feel vulnerable when these things happen. We've just been through the pandemic. At the early stages of the pandemic, everyone was vulnerable. Everyone was like, how am I going to pay the mortgage? Uh, regulators can mess with the real estate marketplace. Migration can real estate. All of, all of this stuff is outside of your control. Inflation, uh, the Reserve Bank decisions, uh, Brexit, all of this stuff manipulates real estate. And I think a lot of investors really fall victim to the media. They struggle with it and they end up buying real estate, and then getting out of it. Today, I want to talk to you about going the distance, right? This is what this podcast is about. It is about not winning, it's about outlasting. And a lot of that is mindset, it's your ability to deal with pain, but also it's your ability to realize that real estate never ends. It actually may be your immortality project. And what do I mean by that? Well, fundamentally, real estate that you own, you may pass on to your children. They may pass on to their children. Actually may become your legacy. And I think it's really important to understand immortality projects. You know, we all have values in our life. Um, obviously, in my rugby union match, I had no values. I was swearing at referees. 
But we have values. You know, some people value time. Some people value friendship, value love, um, value connection. But values actually are an interesting dynamic. We all try and live our values. But actually, when you assess your true values, if you compare it to death, you will find what is really meaningful to you. There's a great book out at the moment, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And in that book, it really does talk about the idea that really most people are doing what they do because they want to leave a legacy. They want to have more meaning in their life. And I think property and property investment and getting to four or five investments is actually a way of creating absolute meaning in your life. And I say that more from an altruistic point of view. It can actually lead to your purpose. Remember, the first part of this is the idea of being autonomous investor, being able to do this stuff by yourself. That takes time. The second part of this is the idea that to master this, you're going to have to go through a mindset challenge. You're going to have to go through a pain challenge. Then you're going to realize it actually never ends. It's an infinite game, real estate. It is not Bitcoin. You do not buy and sell it. Real estate is something that you'll probably take to your grave. So you will be an older person dealing with all sorts of problems as the real estate market grows, as your assets mature, and you will be paying the infinite game. And for me, I guess the final part of this is purpose, right? Are you able to create a purpose out of real estate? And for me, I certainly have been able to create a purpose out of real estate. And for me, I I know from a generation point of view, my family grew up, you know, rather sort of poor. I've been able to get to a place where I'm really comfortable. And I know my children will end up in a place where they, from a dynasty point of view, will absolutely succeed in life because I'm going to put them in a position from my real estate investments to absolutely have an awesome life, a legacy project. Now, I have some other legacy projects that I run through my business. I'll let you know about them. Why not? It's it's legacy time. It's purpose time. And I think having a bit of a purpose is so important. Remember, you know, us human beings really flourish when we master, uh, we, we're capable of mastering something, we're capable of being autonomous with something, and we have a purpose and understand why we do what we do. And property investors, I see it all the time, they, they know they should become a property investor, but they don't have a purpose or meaning or higher reason as to why they want to do it, right? So, I would encourage you to start at the end. Start with the end game in mind. Why are you doing all of this in the first place, right? And I guess for our business, we want to make an impact through real estate. Our plan is to fund 100 schools by 2030, assist in the conservation of the planet and recommend sustainable property investments to make the world a better place. It really is our our purpose, our immortality project, our fundamental goal really is to make the world a better place through property and I personally want to do that through three components by helping people by creating beautiful places and helping the planet and I think 
Uh, it's amazing, I guess, going through this evolution from a degenerate rugby player to being powered by this idea that if I can, if I can leave a legacy, if I can leave an impact on the world, I'm going to do that by coaching people, creating and finding the most amazing places that people can be investors in, and also think about just what I'm leaving behind when it comes to the type of real estate I help people buy. And I'm doing that by understanding what is resilient real estate and helping people understand what resilient real estate is for sustainable investing. Sustainable just fundamentally means a long time. I want to help people buy real estate for a long time and master the subtle art of real estate investment. Hey, thanks for the podcast, uh, coming to the podcast today. Hope you enjoyed the show. I know it was a little bit different. Um, did we succeed? Did we crack codes? I don't know. Uh, who knows with this one? I think it's okay, but let's, let's play it to you and see what happens. Thanks for your time, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you next time on The Urban Property Investor. Thanks for tuning in to the Urban Property Investor. To never miss an episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app or on YouTube. And I would love it if you could give the show a rating and share it with your friends and family. In between episodes, you can always keep in touch with me by connecting on social media over Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Until we meet again on the next episode of the Urban Property Investor, take care and bye for now.